Okay, so I'll leave that note there. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Is the show called Superman and Lois? Is that the name of the new show? Yeah. The newer okay. adventures cool. of Superman. Lois and Clark. Ugh. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited man. for this show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also glad that now that they've exhausted the uh, the Dean Kane cameo and he's revealed himself to be a goober, you know, we don't uh, run any risk of seeing him pop up on there either. No. Uh, you know what I would love, though? I would love to see Tom Welling, but in a, a different role. I think that'd be Just great. Some some cameo. Yeah, and he Ra- can do it. Random. Maybe he can be like running a gas station or something. Just be like, <laughs> "Hey, how's it going?" And like they pass through. I I don't know why. I just I just want to see him on screen. Who was the with, actor that gave directions? Uh, um, in Wayne's World too. Was that Clint Eastwood? What? So in 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 in, in Wayne's World too, there was a sequence where. Wayne was trying to get to the church to oh, stop his girlfriend's oh, wedding. Shit. And he had to stop for directions. And, you know. Yeah. He goes, wait a second. He, does, he breaks the fourth wall and goes, you know, hey, we need a better actor for this. I know it's a small role, but come on, guys. Yeah. And they sub somebody in. I want to say it was Clint Eastwood. I don't remember. But that's the thing about Wayne's World, too. Yeah. Is that you just don't have as vivid of a memory of it. Even though it was good. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny about Wayne's World too? That movie is really freaking funny. It is. It's not as good as the first one. But if you look at that movie on its own, you would go, this is a great comedy. That's what's that's what's incredible about it. It's just that the first Wayne's World is like in the top ten of all time kind of thing. So you nothing will ever compare to it but wayne's world 2 is really fucking funny it really is yeah and it it suffers i think from the same issue that the avengers does you know in as much as like it gets the job done the first time around so effectively that any follow-up right no matter no matter how good it's gonna be just cannot live up to that hype because the hype was just astronomical right that's true it was trout and heston (laughs) <laughs> he's dead right he is yeah his last okay, role was yeah, I was the, say, uh, old shit yeah his last role was the tim burton uh planet of the apes i think i feel like we mentioned that recently too that's a weird movie that for some reason gets referenced and i don't know why yeah i don't get it screw it we're in the show why we're does this movie live rent free in my brain for so long? <laughs> wait which one uh planet of the apes tim burton Land of the Apes. Yeah, oh yeah. man, it's yeah. It was such a terrible idea. It was a terrible execution. Remember Lincoln Monkey? <laughs> let's put let's put this in the beginning of the episode just so we can have the episode be called Lincoln Monkey. <laughs> Remember Lincoln Monkey? <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, and then like the the other Planet of the Apes films are just so well done that it makes Tim Burton's oh, version the new even ones? worse. Yeah. 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 Oh man, Matt Reeves. That's why I'm so excited for Batman because mm. of those movies. Yeah. It was even um, though I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, another Batman movie. Like, oh man, I'm excited because it's Matt Reeves doing it. Yeah, those first Planet of the Apes films too. It was like they they ran that property into the ground. Like there was a point where they had a TV show, they had a cartoon, 
They tried a comic book at one point. And it just got to the point where it's like, no more, please, we get it. The apes rule the world. Now the apes are just basically humans because we see them all the time and all the humans are dead. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I want them to make more of those, but I don't know if they're going to. Uh, more of the Planet of the Apes films? The the newer ones? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yes, the newer ones. As I I want to see more of those. Cuz they too. told they told Caesar's story. That yeah. was the this new trilogy. That's what it was. And I I'm happy to be done with that. Like that element of the story. Accelerate mm-hmm. it a couple years and let's see something different now. I thought ultimately the idea was going to be that they would lay so much groundwork that when we finally got to the point in history where they're all like super evolved intelligent apes you know it, mm-hmm. it would almost be like a surprise to see the the charlton heston character pop up like oh this is yeah this is the movie now okay this is officially planet of the apes that would be cool <laughs> that would yeah. be yeah and i had an it's idea it's hard to to revisit <clears throat> that version of planet of the apes though because it surprised yeah people like that was that was like one of those first twist ending type of movies people didn't understand like what the hell they were on earth the whole time like it it freaked people out (laughs) oh man (laughs) i can't uncouple that from uh the the simpsons um, musical oh (laughs) of uh planet of the apes (laughs) you know i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna reference mad men when when bobby and don were watching uh, Planet of the Apes. Bobby's like, can we watch it again? That was cool. Like, I don't know why. That just sticks out in my brain with that movie. Boy, Wait, they just, what? They just kept recasting that boy. They just could not help themselves. They did. That was the last one, and he was on it the most. Okay. By the time they reached that point, there was one actor at the very end that was like, the last two seasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was the final Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> the Bobby that lived. <laughs> <laughs> the final Bobby. <laughs> oh, man. You should have teamed up with all the other Bobbies in like a flashback and been like, Dad, why did you leave us? <laughs> you just kept adopting new kids named Bobby. You killed like, us all off. Like an infinite, infinite Earths or whatever. <laughs> all the flashbacks. <laughs> all the Bobbies. <laughs> Into the Bobby verse. <laughs> oh my god. That would be awful. So yeah, the Goober of the Week. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yeah, welcome to the show. This is like some nice, excellent you guys adventure. guys want to see a multiverse of Bobbies? <laughs> <laughs> Into the Bobby verse. So our Goober of the oh. Week, as we mentioned earlier, is uh, Dean Kane, And that's because he's just such an atrocious human being. Uh, our, our, no, not Goober of the Week, Bag Fumbler of the Week. He had the bag secured. People were, were right at that point reminiscing about the glory days of Superman and, and Lois and, and Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. It was right there. Is right that there. reference wrestling? The bag thing? Is that hmm? wrestling? No, not at all. No, it's, it's a pop the culture bag. thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, you know, you, you fumbled the bag. So, like, you know, it's a bag of cash. You're supposed to hold the bag, and when you fumble the bag, that means that you messed up. Ah, okay, yes. Yes. So to use the phrase in a sentence, Gina Carano fumbled the bag. It's a preventable thing. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that in the last show, correct? 
she I was think, she was fired like as we were recording. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. More and details I came out. Something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that was a shit show. <laughs> I had to put my Twitter on lock for a bit and delete that tweet, Man. even though I believe in everything I said, just because it was like, yeah, people were coming at me. It's unnecessary attention. Uh, and I. That's that's something that Dee and yeah. I had to discuss this week. We were we were talking about, you know, a lot of different scenarios, uh, a lot of different situations that have come up recently where, you know, it, it does pit people who are of a more conservative mindset against those who are more liberal. And when it comes to a certain type of disagreement on the Internet, it's never a matter of, hey, I understand that I'm abrasive and annoying and you're not responding to me or you've blocked me. Therefore, I must have done something to put you off, and now you don't feel like talking to me. No, the 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 mindset is always, oh look at this. I guess they figured out that I was right and they left. I won. Like no, that's yeah. You know yeah, it's very weird. When I see <laughs> when I see Facebook posts from uh you know distant relatives and aunties and stuff like that, um. And, and it, they always reference some liberal person. It's an imaginary person that they're having a conversation with. And I don't know who this mm. person is, but it's always the dumbest motherfucker in the world. A person that has no self-respect. <laughs> they have no good, no good comebacks, no good knowledge about anything. It's just a, a receptacle to get all these zingers from, you know, somebody of a conservative mm. nature. It, it's always the same thing. It's always the same. Th- and they're left dumbfounded by the end of the conversation. Like, uh-huh, yeah, I thought. I thought so. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not how human it's, beings it's operate. wild. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, I just find the whole situation with, uh, is it Gia or Gina? What's Gina. her name again? Yeah, Gina Carano. Gia? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I don't give a fuck about her name. <laughs> she probably dead names people, so fuck you. Oh, you um, know it. You know it. <laughs> I, like, the thing... Yeah, the thing that I don't understand about this is, like, even if she doesn't agree with certain things, it's so much easier to just mind your own fucking business with a lot of this stuff. Like, seriously, it's the bare minimum. Why did she have to make, like, that transphobic joke about, like, pronouns being, like, that tweet that was, like, beep op or whatever the fuck she said it was it was horrible mm-hmm. like why don't you just ignore if you don't believe in that for whatever your reason may be your religious i don't i don't care whatever whatever your reason is it's one thing for you to believe that privately it's another thing for you to go out and just proclaim to the world like that you're an asshole yeah <laughs> and that you are somehow the victim as well what and the reaction no. to the reaction to her firing, you know, I, I, I mentioned, you know, in, in several posts online and everything like that. There's Which, by the way, she immediately got a job. She's making a movie with Ben Shapiro. Boy. That sounds like hell. She's she's owning. But she she's immediately owning us. got a job. So she's not she's not like in jeopardy of not working. Right. She got a fucking job immediately. <laughs> you know, like, and it's, it's funny, too. It's like clockwork. It's like clockwork. These these folks always say. You know, Star Wars ruined my childhood. It killed off, you know, everything that I love about it. And then they go, I'm not watching this. I'm not supporting this anymore. And then they turn around and they get into Star Wars again. You know, whether it be a cartoon or a video game. Never the the actual, like, main films. Because that's, you know, the source of their anger. Mm -hmm. But no, they get into something. 
And then they're like, yes, this is the true Star Wars. The books, the Mandalorian, this toy that I found, this is this is the way, you know. And then something rubs them the wrong way and all over again. It's, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. So, you know, they, they decry cancel culture, yet they continue to try to cancel certain aspects of Star Wars. They didn't like, you know, Carrie, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, the, the Rose Tico thing. Um, you know, they, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't like the whole thing with, uh, with Ray in the, in the films. And now yeah. they, don't, they don't appreciate the firing of Gina Carano. But here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing that confuses me the most about them decrying right. cancel culture and then in turn canceling Star Wars is that every instance that I mentioned just now involves them buying the toys and buying the action figures for these actresses and these characters and then either destroying them or making a shrine to them. So they're still getting money. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> here's here's what fascinates me is that they are such big advocates for the free market. Mm-hmm. Unfettered free market, open market, unfettered capitalism. And this is just capitalism, guys. That's all this is. This choice, they they want like you to be able to fire anyone for any fucking reason, for corporations to have this power, all that bullshit. Like, what Disney made? Disney did not make an altruistic choice. Disney made a financial choice. Right. They saw her as a liability and they fired her and because if- she is hurting their property at this point. If anything, you know, it, it is it is quite a statement not understanding that Disney's been problematic. There's been problems with Disney throughout the years. You know, even even yeah. if you're the most conservative person, you can't say like, all right, Disney's hands are completely clean because they've done something to piss you off. Whether it be the parks not giving you special treatment or, you know, you, you hate the commercialism of, of quarterbacks saying I'm going to Disney World at the end of the Super Bowl or many of the other things that Disney has done over the years. Canceling your subscription. Personally, to I'm network, not a fan of the anti-Semitism. That too, <laughs> you know. But they're bringing up they're bringing up old yeah. shit. You know, they're bringing up things that other people who are associated with Disney and Lucasfilm have done in the past, and it's like, okay, yeah, you have a problem with this. Do you think this person deserves to be associated with this brand? You know, do you do you support what they're saying? You know. <laughs> Contracts have a morality clause in there. I have a morality clause at my day job. Yeah. So there's certain oh, things. You do? Yeah, cool. absolutely. There's certain things that I can't just go out and show my ass over. There's certain things that I can't do and I'll say, say no, no helicopter dicking up in here. Bud. I'll <laughs> exactly. <do it." laughs> and you know what? If I did do that and I put it online, I would expect to be fired. That would basically be my resignation to my job. And basically to any other job that I want in the near future, but yeah, I th- I think there is a a nuanced discussion that we can have about certain things and companies having too much power to fire employees over stupid shit. Right. There is a discussion to be had about that. Yeah. I do not think that discussion lies within hate speech, um, which she was fired for an anti-Semitic photo being used. Correct. Right. That's right. what the the reasoning was it was a photo alluding to so that like to me is not the it's not the same as you know if if she had a photo 
of her doing a keg stand or something like that. We're talking about morality clause. Mm -hmm. Like, like she was doing a keg stand or something, and she happened to be underage in the picture. And Disney found out, and then they fired her. I'd be like, that's bullshit. That's stupid. That's a stupid reason to fire her. I don't think firing someone over hate speech, someone who, by the way, has been given many opportunities here. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like she has, she has continually had hate speech issues. Like, she keeps doing this transphobic shit. She keeps doing all of this bullshit. She had plenty of chances to just stop doing that. But no, that's silencing me. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, I don't get it. <laughs> you don't have a job with Disney now. Congrats. Right. Right. So, yeah, she's also the bag fumbler. Uh, well, she was the bag fumbler of the week last week. We don't. She doesn't get to have two weeks of being the bag fumbler of the week. Um, this this is the part where I highly recommend the um, Billy Piper show that I was talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago. I hate Susie because oh, it deals yeah. with What's this. Oh yes, it actually deals with this. I I hate Susie on HBO Plus or HBO Max rather. See, I'm getting confused. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. It's about a woman who was a lot like Billy Piper, <laughs> who has just been given a role as a uh, a Disney princess, you know, and then. All these things start happening around her that puts that in jeopardy. And that's all I'll say. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yes. Yeah, I want to watch that. You, you like should Piper watch it. It's a short one, too. I think it's like five or six episodes long. So you can knock it out. Oh, cool. If it's like a BBC show, they usually are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know why I feel like it's a BBC co-production. Um more pop culture stuff. There's a lot of BBC stuff. I think they have an exclusive deal with uh, HBO Max. So mm. they got a lot of stuff on there. I think the only thing they don't have is like Downton Abbey because that's a Amazon Prime property. But, Man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching uh, Lupin on Netflix over the past few days. I'm really enjoying that. Have you heard anything what about that it? one? It's, it's a French uh, show. It's a French mystery thriller. Starring um, a black gentleman who is basically like, I want to call him a thief, <laughs> but he was inspired by mm. uh, Arsene Lupin. He's a character uh, who's like the greatest thief in the world or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's it, you go down a rabbit hole with this. It's really good. Hmm. No, I've never even heard of that, um, but it might be a new thing. Uh, I've been watching... So I, I have that documentary on the Elisa Lam. You know that that whole thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So Netflix has a new documentary, and it's kind of slow and drawn out. That's why I haven't finished it yet, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like they're getting multiple episodes out of a thing that probably should have just been a two-hour movie. Uh, so I'm. that's what I've been watching at the moment. You said this on Netflix, much. huh? Yes, okay. yeah. It's, I think it's a Netflix original. Gotcha. Uh, but that story still fascinates me. Like, I just, I don't... She had to have been killed. Nothing else makes sense to me. Like, she got in that water tank, and it's one thing... First of all, that's a really weird way to um, die by suicide. Like, that's that's very weird. Yeah. To, like, get in a water tank like that. 
Not just that, though. Like, they were explaining in the documentary that the lid for the water tank, there was, like, basically no way for her to put that lid back on. And the lid was back on. The lid was on the tank when they found her. Hmm. And this happened in uh, Los Angeles, right? Yeah, it was on Skid Row at the uh, Cecil Hotel. Shoot, okay. Which is, like, haunted and weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like there it's a really fucked up hotel. A lot of really shady shit happens there. Hmm. So like people are trying to find kind of these this like, you know, ghost type thing, whatever went and like the, the footage was fucked with. Like the, the elevator footage that is of course at this point pretty much iconic for people online. Like they've all we've all seen that elevator footage. Mm-hmm. Um but it was they 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 were going through how people went to the hotel, like online sleuths, went to the hotel and looked at the elevator and by by doing everything, like watching the video and calculating it and like actually being there in person, they figured out that the, the footage was somehow altered. Hmm. No clue who altered it. No clue what happened. Like, you know, the, the police claimed that that's how they got the footage. The hotel claims they just handed the footage over. The fuck? Like, it's just, it's a really, it's one of those things where you're like, unfortunately, um, you just, you're probably never going to fully, like, you're never going to know. Right. And that's, I think that's what really bothers us at the end of the day. Yeah. It's weird, and we're never going to get in a full answer for it, you know? We're a... Just like goddamn John Bonet. We're a world that's fascinated with true crime stories uh, more now than ever, especially since we were given closure yeah. on a fairly big, you know, cold case with the uh, the Golden State Killer. You know yes. that we're yeah. we're hoping that unsolved mysteries won't be unsolved that much longer. I was watching. Um, yeah. Do you think we'll ever find out who Zodiac was? Because I don't. I don't think so point. either. No. I think whoever was Zodiac is dead, yeah. and we will never know. And I think it's just it's it's got too much celebrity tied to it now for there to be any like clear path to finding that party, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I kind of wonder if Zodiac was more than one person too. That's a good point. You just like, busted like this it case was, wide open. It was open. a guy, and then it was a copycat. Uh huh. Like after that. There you go. You busted yeah. it wide open. There it is. Yeah. There it is. You heard it here yeah, first, folks. Solved it, guy. Case closed. What do we solve next, buddy? Um, Racism. We fix. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's almost been a hundred episodes, and we haven't done that yet. No, we're not gonna do it anytime. Well, we're soon. saving that for one hundred. We're gonna the gang is gonna solve racism on episode one hundred, guys. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're doing a reverse always sunny in Philadelphia. So yeah, yes, Philadelphia, <laughs> Philadelphia. It was just such a just a cute way to say it, Philadelphia. <sighs> so we're gonna touch on. Uh, the Charisma Carpenter situation. We're not going to get any get into any details about what's going on with her, uh, what she recently talked about. The folks that listened to the past few episodes and have looked it up online, you already know. But her co-stars yes. are coming out in support of her, and I think this is wonderful. You know, slowly but surely. Yes. And I understand why it's taking so long for folks to come out and say certain things too, because they want to give uh, proper respect to the situation. And to their friend. So we've gotten um, David Boreanaz, James Marsters, who played uh, Spike and and Angel, respectively. 
uh, on mm-hmm. the show and, and, and of course, on the Angel spinoff as well. Uh, showing support for her, David Borean has tweeted out, I'm here for you to listen and support you, proud of your strength. And I'm sure, you know... Yeah. And, and she she indicated that he had reached out to her privately before that. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. I was about yeah. to say, like, you know, we we are trained to look for people to co-sign things like this. And there is an importance mm-hmm. in, in my eye to do something like that publicly, to let it be known, you know, that you stand with someone. But also remember, you know, you're only seeing half of it here. More than likely, friends are reaching out privately to show support and ask what they can do as well. You know, ideally. That's what uh, Charisma Carpenter had seemed to imply or or outright state, if I'm not mistaken. I read, I'm not reading this from the notes right now, but I read it a couple days ago where she said that he had reached out to her privately. That's good. And was supporting her. It does get under my skin. I'm going to go on Instagram now and see. Yeah. So yeah, when people criticize statements like this, it always does kind of get under my skin because you, like I said, you're only seeing half the story here, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a, a human being is going to know to reach out to the person and not just make a show of it, or they're going to get called out by someone who was telling the truth right now. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. This is what she said in response to him saying, I'm here for you to listen, supporting you. Basically, you know, his statement to her was, was direct in direct reply to her statement. And she said, I know you're there for me, David. I appreciate all you've done to demonstrate your support privately as well, especially since Wednesday. Thank you so much. Yeah. So he had reached out to her privately, but he did say, like you said, it's important. He stated publicly, hey, I'm supporting you. Right. Um, Right. Which is just the right the right thing to do for sure, especially as a guy. Like, I think it's really important to do. Not as a way to save your ass or anything like that, but just to go, yeah, you know what? I'm fucking fed up with this culture, too. Normalize it. You know? Like, that's what that says. Yeah. Yeah. Not normalize the culture, but normalize speaking out, being a a support person, you know, in those situations. And believing, yeah. Right. Believing what they're saying. You know, like when your friend gets called out on Twitter for believing someone for speaking out (laughs) against Marilyn Manson and... Gets oh yeah, out. guys! I got the Marilyn Manson stands <laughs> coming after me too. Oh, shit! <laughs> I did. I oh. did. I blocked that. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't miss human. anything. You, you, yeah. I don't even know if it was a Mm-mm. human. So this, this, this person who came at you had three I, followers. That was the kindest word I could say. Yeah. Was human. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. I mean, all you said was, "I stand and believe," Evan Rachel Wood and. Oh, you know, yeah. you shouldn't say that sort of thing because you saying that you believe her implies that there is doubt. And it's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> let's let's back I messaged you that out. and I was like, what the shit? Right. Like, I was legitimately, because like, I, I want to take, I thought this was a person who <clears throat> read it, either read it wrong or I had said it wrong. I need, like... I was, when I messaged you about that, I was legitimately going in my head, did I say this the wrong way? Right. I know my intention, but that doesn't mean that when you, like, you, just because you intend for it to come out a certain way doesn't mean that it always does. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, did I say this the wrong way? <laughs> and then you were like, what? <laughs> like, we were like, uh, no. So that's, no, that's an important, so. like, 
<laughs> that's an important distinction right there. Yeah, because it can go either way. You know, when I think I contacted Bradley about that too. I think I like I think I did the double up thing where you're like, hey, 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 was this wrong? Do Five I need check. to delete? Do I need to like backtrack? What do I need? Yeah, right. exactly. Five check, <laughs> like, please. You know, and it's it's yeah, because you can go either direction. You can go with the vibe check, or you can go with the doubling down of, uh, oh well, shit. I guess you took it the and wrong way. You know, sucks to be you, but you don't do no, that. No, 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 no. Right. I'm ninety nine percent of the time, I am the vibe check person, not the <laughs> not the doubling down. I used to be a double down person, and I did not like that. That was no. a bad uh, trait, in my opinion, for me at least. So. I'm not really a double down person unless I'm 100% certain. And look, it's hard to be 100% certain in life. So why not ask a friend? Exactly. Why not? We've all been in situations where we've been wrong. You know, and like you said, the best intentions. Sometimes you have the best intentions and you still. Speak for yourself. No, <laughs> and you still come out, you know, wrong. Because the whole point is, I I yeah. think, when when you communicate something like that, you have a good nature about you. You're, you're trying to get something positive out there, you know, and you, you hope people take you at face value, but you understand that, you know, in, in life and on the internet, people have been trained to do otherwise. So it's like, okay, let me see how I can rework this statement to get you to understand a little bit better or, you know, right. Hey, let me listen to your point of view. Maybe, maybe I'm coming from a place that isn't quite right about this. Let, what do you know? Tell, talk about it. You know, not, not just, yeah, I'm going to burn her good. No, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it was, it was so dumb. I don't even know why we're talking about it in this level. I was not upset by it at all. I was freaked out by that other tweet that we were talking about. Mm. Cause like Matt saw what I was seeing and it was getting intense. Like my replies were getting like uh, a little bit like, Oh, I need to back out of this. This, this one though was like, whatever, like swatting away a fly kind of thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, I like, I, I was definitely going, wait, did I say this the wrong way? Because I know my intentions were good, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not susceptible to saying something fucking stupid. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> am. Uh, so, you know, like, like uh, I think that it's was definitely important. a vibe check question. Yeah, and I, I stand by, I think it's important to stand with people with love and respect in those situations. You know, whether it be your friend getting attacked or the actual victim of what's going on, you know, you want to show support. You want to show love. You want to show that you're there, however you can be. And that that's something important. Men, women, everybody, you know, you can, you can do this. It's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal, but it shouldn't take much to do. Yeah. Well, no, we, we've talked about this before. I, I basically was just, I was putting on Twitter the the same thing that I've said numerous times. I've said it for, what, a year now on this podcast because Evan Rachel Wood has been talking about, uh, you know, the, or she has been advocating for the Phoenix Act. She got that passed. And, it, like, she has been a, a personal hero of mine just watching the amazing things that she's doing as a um, an advocate and a victim herself mm. um so you know i was basically just reiterating what i have already said numerous times publicly which is i respect the hell out of this woman 
Yeah. And I'm in awe of everything that she is doing and continues to do and will continue to do. You know, she's going to do continue to do great things with her life. You just she's got that. There's something about her um, <clears throat> horrible circumstances probably are the reason that she's in this situation, but she's got a good heart. Yeah. And you can see it. That's that's basically what I was saying. Yeah. So, so we're we're cheering her on. We're rooting for her. And, you know, everybody going through anything 100%. like that. We're rooting for you. So if this is if this is what you yeah. have been waiting to hear, this is it. We love you. We appreciate you. We're rooting for <laughs> you. Yes. That sounded too much yeah. like something somebody else said. So I'm back off of that right now. Uh, <laughs> but it's still sincere. What, uh, it's sincere. So what's, what's the Gal Gadot? portion of this oh so no Gal Gadot i did not also, hear about this yeah she's also uh speaking up in in support uh based on the fact that she also she alluded to having an issue with um joss whedon while working on justice league oh had she she didn't go into detail i did not hear about that and the way she put it was she's got that that old school like keep my head down kind of starlet thing going on i think yeah and whether I, you I, like it or not i think that has a lot to do with you know her her previous statements about uh israel and stuff like that but we can come back to that right she basically said that yeah there was a little bit of an issue on set i dealt with it then and there but i completely understand where you're coming from so she didn't go into detail about it but she made it known like yeah that tracks when it comes to this guy so you got multiple people corroborating mm-hmm. you got people showing support i'm you know nothing of value was lost we're good nope nope nope, nope. nothing uh I mean, I personally am like, all right, I don't, uh, I don't give a shit about you. I don't want you making things anymore. This fall on the WB, Dolly <laughs> not really that much presents. of a loss anyway. When's the, what's the last thing he made that we like? That's a good question. Most of Avengers uh, two. And that's pretty much it. Mm. Like, there's a show that he I'm did. gonna say Avengers one. <laughs> I didn't I, like it. I didn't like the second Avengers. There were things I liked about it, but this is not the time to praise his work right now. So I'm gonna keep on rolling and just mention the fact that he does have that's a fine. project that's that's in uh, post production right now that he helped develop for HBO Max. I don't remember the name of the show. Oh but yeah, yeah. He was he was going to be the showrunner. This was gonna be his big return to TV. And yeah, they they basically parted ways with him early on in the project. And took his name off of everything. Yeah. So. Is he still married to that uh, the woman who wrote that? He can't be right. Like I they're don't divorced. Think so. I, I'm not sure, but the I don't one, think so. Because that was like the first story I remember hearing. Yeah. Was where, about him doing. That. Yeah, about how he's got everybody fooled and everything like that. Yeah, and she was like, "Okay, he's cheating. He's he's." I remember reading that going, okay, well, that doesn't mean he's, he's doing like, it it means he's, he's an asshole, but it didn't, if I remember correctly, it wasn't really abuse that she was referring to. No, they separated, they separated in 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she wrote that letter. Yeah, so like this, this shit has been around for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm amazed that he is, uh, has gotten away with things for this long right it's incredible i'm very curious i hope charisma carpenter 
a, a book or something because I I'd like to know not not questioning her in any way. I just like to know why now. Yeah. Like what in her life has I mean this in like a in a in a personal interest story type of thing. Like mm-hmm. what is did something in her life motivate her to do this at this particular point? Like I just am curious about that as a hum- like as a human being. Why right. why why did she decide cuz she could have kept it forever. She could have said it years ago. I'm just always fascinated by I was thinking the same thing about Evan Rachel Wood. What is the the particular circumstance of and more of I hope they're just okay. Like yeah. on a personal level. Yeah. I well, hope I mean, that it there's... wasn't motivated by I hope it was motivated by strength. If yes. that's if that makes sense. And I feel you know? like you're right, because with the Me Too movement, you know, a couple years ago, it mm-hmm. was like a waterfall. There were so many stories that came out yes. and so many so many parties that spoke up because another party spoke up. They were like, This person encouraged me to come out and say, This is what I experienced, yes. you know. Um you had people who would corroborate details about stories of, of people who were being doubted, that sort of thing. And that, that's kind of happening now. And as, as terrible as these situations are, I do love seeing the support. And I, I love that it does embolden folks that felt like they couldn't tell the story before to come out and say it. Oh, with Charisma Carpenter, I think a detail that we keep glossing over is the whole thing with uh, Ray Fisher, you know, uh, with that investigation mm-hmm. with Warner Brothers, I, I feel like, and please, folks, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I feel like uh, Warner Brothers reached out to various parties that have worked with Joss Whedon, and Charisma Carpenter was one of them. So I think maybe uh, okay. reliving that caused her to make a public yeah. statement about it and say, look, you guys need to know. You know what? That makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah that does. So I think that's yeah. it. Well, I hope she's okay. I hope he's okay. Ever, like, I, really, anyone who has worked with Joss Whedon, I hope they're doing okay. I was very, very disturbed by the Michelle Trachtenberg oh, God. portion of this. Yeah. Did you terrible, hear about that? What a terrible legacy to leave behind. Yeah, I, I, I saw he's the... Yeah. literally said he's not allowed to be in the same room with her. She was a child. Right. She was, like, 14 years old or something like that. And they, they had a rule where he was not allowed to be in the same room with her. What the fuck? Yeah. Like... This guy needs a full-on investigation further into what was going on with him. Right. Because, I I mean, that is disturbing, mm-hmm. to say the least. So, so, yeah, I'm... I hope Michelle Trachtenberg's okay as well, because I know Eliza Dushku has talked about... Um, she didn't... I don't think she talked about Joss, but I know she's talked about... Um, uh, sexual assault and abuse as a child in the yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah. And that was in the Me Too coming out. I believe she was. It was on the set of uh, of True uh, True Lies mm. that she had that happen to her, unfortunately. So, you know, and anytime these stories come up, people, even if they're not associated with it, if they have, you know, post traumatic stress disorder, um, in regards to these particular subjects it's you know it it, it can resurface so um definitely hoping everyone is doing the best that they can um given this this portion of the news both the people who are involved in this particular situation but anyone who like is having to think about 
you know, their own traumas or someone they love who's been through traumas, who is seeing this and, you know, being forced to relive things. So we're definitely sending love to everyone. Absolutely. In that situation. Yeah. So last week we talked about the lack of Claudia (laughs) Conway news. And this week, holy shit, this did not disappoint in the most surprising way. You know, so I saw a commercial for this, but I did not see the clip. I think you sent me something about it, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah. So what I all happened this, with uh, this? I saw this story pop up on E News, and I've I've seen different like different recountings of what happened. I don't watch this show, so I have no idea like that this was going down. I don't down. either. I I think I watched the first season. Yeah. I think I watched the first season because I liked Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched it a lot in the past. We're talking about American Idol, of course. I I watched it a lot in the past. I at least watched it until uh, Fantasia won or whatever. That was years and years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... That was like one of the first couple seasons had to be. I think you're right. But yeah, since since then, of course, it's moved from Fox to, I want to say ABC. Yeah, it's an ABC reality competition. I think you're right, yeah. Um, and the judges have, of course, shuffled around since then. Katy Perry is a judge on there. All right, so Claudia yeah. Conway, you know, we've been dancing around it. Claudia Conway, daughter of Kellyanne and George Conway, auditioned for American Idol mm-hmm. and got some serious advice from the judges. This is coming from eonline.com. So in particular, Katy Perry asked her while she was auditioning, are you okay? So yeah, this, to me, already... It's got it's got me riled up because it's so exploitative of uh, Claudia. Yes, you agreed. know, after everything she's been through recently. And I know this wasn't um, recorded recently. I think it was recorded back in October. I saw. Yeah, I, I was. OK, yeah, that's what I was curious about. When was this done? Like. So, yeah, so, I guess that's a little bit better. I don't know. Kinda, but when you consider everything that's been going on with with Claudia for the past year and change that we've seen, um, you know, it it is uh-huh. exploitative. Her father accompanied her to the audition, and apparently at one point they had her mother on the screen cheering her on, but it it came off as like uh, you know a, a backhanded compliment or whatever, you know, passive aggressive. Um, so apparently yeah. she didn't get sent through to the next round. Uh oh, I'm sorry. No, Katie and Lionel Richie both gave Claudia a yes, so they still want to, you know, milk her for a little bit more star power. Oh, this is creepy, man. And then I, I'm hoping that this this could be a thing to possibly get her separated from that, though. I Maybe. hope so too, but I, I really do I see know. them taking advantage of Claudia because even during the audition, apparently oh, there was 100%, a moment. I agree. I don't like it. Right. Katy Perry told her, look, you need to stop. You need to push everything out. All the comments, you need to put your phone down. And you need to just concentrate on singing. And that's just like such <laughs> pseudo-therapy, you know, to this girl who's been through so much in her life at such yeah. a young age. It's it's just, ugh. Yeah, I do like Katy Perry, and I like her music, but, but there have been moments with her where I'm like, hun... What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you saying that thing or doing that thing? Like, yeah, come on. Oh, there, there's there's being self-aware, too. Like, there are times that, you know, I, I feel sympathetic for people that are going through something. And I understand that I don't have the right advice to give them at the moment. So instead of trying to figure out what to say, I don't. 
I put them in touch with someone else who mm-hmm. possibly can give better advice or I just back out of the situation completely and let them, you know, handle it like the adult they are. Like, Katy Perry, I don't think should have been given any advice about what was going on for Claudia. You know, I I don't know. But, yeah, yeah I, it was, it was a weird... I think that your instinct right now, everything yeah. that you're feeling is is the proper reaction to this. I think your instinct is correct in that we should first and foremost be thinking, is she going to be exploited in this situation? And the um, answer is absolutely. And it should be thinking about her best interests first, because clearly no one else is. Right. Like, all of these fuckers are not thinking about her best interests so I guess it's on us as a society. <laughs> they failed to, her in three. To try to support her, however we can. Yes. You know. And they failed her in three distinct distinct ways here. Like, first, making sure that she got on the show. That's the first thing. You know, because they saw blood in the water. They're like, okay, we know that she's a, a pseudo celebrity. She's an influencer at the very least. We're gonna get her on here. Number yeah. two. Having Katy Perry have that moment where she gave her advice and they played the the sad little music. Number three, making sure right. that her mom was still present in this moment in some way, when obviously she brought her father along to the audition because she trusted him in the situation to accompany her. But no, surprise, here's your mom. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I wish... For emancipation and lots of therapy for Claudia Conway. That's what I wish for her. Yeah. They just wanted to they wanted to put a bow on it. So at one point they go, With your mom being the figure that she is, does she still hug you? And Claudia said, Yeah, she does. Come on. Yeah. It's just such bullshit. Okay. You're either you you have created two scenarios for this. Two scenarios. One, you are um humanizing her abuser Mm -hmm. by saying oh yeah she does hug me or two you are forcing someone who is in abuse well this is both in both scenarios true but you're forcing someone who is in an abuse abusive situation to say no she doesn't hug me which is basically just an admission of trauma like unnecessarily that's bullshit right like the fuck it seems like, like you're, you're making her dig up this beautiful stuff. Right. It seems like they're they're trying not to alienate any of their fans, any of their their viewers, you know, by not saying anything necessarily derogatory about her mom, but they still want to get that reaction of having her on the show. I mean, I do think it's questionable. Not why. Cla- I mean, I understand why Claudia Conway wants to go on there. I think I do think this does not separate from, you know, the fact that Claudia Conway is dealing with abuse and dealing with an unhealthy situation, and everything like that. Like that is that is a true statement. It can also be true that Kel- that I'm sorry, that uh, Claudia Conway wants to be famous. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, wants to be a singer, wants to be an influencer, wants that thing that a lot of teenagers and, you know, older want. They, that are chasing that. Of course. So both things can be true. Yeah. You know, like she can actually be in this situation that's very real and very dangerous for her while simultaneously wanting to be famous. And I think that that's a thing that a lot of people can't really wrap their heads around. Right. I think they think that 
she either has to be completely innocent and not wanting fame, not wanting anything like that, um, and is a victim, or she is not a victim lying and using this to get that fame. When it's like, no, no, no. Like, it does not have to be that one thing or this thing. Like, <laughs> it, both of these things can be true. Exactly. I mean, you can't watch any of her videos and say, oh, she's making this shit up. You know, like, she, she has receipts every single time. You hear it straight from the horse's mouth. I mean, if she somehow was, she's like a sociopath on another level. A we sociopath can't, and like, <laughs> an amazing editor, you know, <laughs> with with sound editing. Holy shit. Right. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. To it me. doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. So I don't like that she's on there. I'm with you. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. It's it's exploitative TV, but it's nothing I they guess. haven't done before. I mean, they did it with the with the guy who sang She Bangs. You know, it's American Idol. They have a long history of doing, you know, just stunt sort of auditions. Like that's that used to be the appeal of American Idol for the first half of the season was to see people crash and burn and then see like a phoenix rising from the ashes during the auditions and oh you're going to hollywood you're amazing we are just such big fans of yours right. and then the next person it's like oh yeah you know his pants fell down that's hilarious ha ha yeah i just i've never well we've talked about this before i'm not a huge reality show person anyway yeah. i will watch it if someone else really wants to watch it like you know, I'll, 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 you know, especially now we've got phones. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll be on my phone or whatever. Not really participating in this. Um, but I, I am a big scripted television person. I'm not an unscripted person. Like, I rarely even watch, you know, I enjoy a DIY type of show or like an HGTV show every once in a while. But even those, like, I rarely watch them. You mm-hmm. know, it's just not unscripted stuff in general um unless it's a specific documentary is usually not something i seek out something i kind of just background if at all well let's let's pepper this up a little bit let's talk about something a little bit more encouraging right now this is something i didn't put in the notes but we've been talking about it all day so i want to talk about it to you right now Mm. michael b jordan Mm is living up to his last name, being the greatest player in the game, ladies and gentlemen. Michael B. Jordan (laughs) rented out an aquarium for Valentine's Day to go on a date with his girlfriend, Lori Harvey. Who is Lori Harvey, you may ask? Well, if you haven't been paying attention... Who the fuck is Lori Harvey, by the way? I don't know who this woman is. Lori Harvey um, is popular for two reasons. Um, She is not only the daughter of uh star of stage and screen steve harvey uh she also what yeah yeah <laughs> i did not know this she also um, revelation she has a knack uh for dating very famous men and sometimes their dads i'm sorry what the fuck so Lori harvey and this is i just want to look i know that she apparently dates like like really good looking rich dudes or something yes. like that. Like yes. that's the only thing I really know about her. And everyone's like, Oh shit, she got Michael B. Jordan. And now, <laughs> you know, she, this, this decadence that he is clearly like under her spell or something. I don't know, whatever. It's anyway, kind of cool to see. So the, who did she date? It's kind of cool to see the gender roles reversed in this scenario because it's like, you know, there's always the stereotype of the man and 
how he's like, you know, the big player because he's oh. pulling all these women. But Lori Harvey's like, hold up. I got you. Watch this. I got a. I got a whole. Just, you're talking about him, Jordan being a player. She's the player in this yeah, scenario. Yeah. But just the fact that he is so smitten over Lori Harvey that he did all this, and there's more. Stay tuned. So Lori Harvey, um, famously, uh, dated uh, Sean Puff Daddy Combs uh, and his son uh, at one point, uh, not simultaneously, oh. separately. Oh. I'm not shaming her. You know. Love is a funny thing. Sometimes, sometimes, and you've seen the meme before, sometimes you're at that age where you go, I could either date the son or the father. And so she said, why not both? I don't judge. She did a thing. You know? (laughs) But we're not here to talk about that That right now. That is a choice. That is a choice. That is a choice. I personally would not take but we go we go move I on. would not do that. Nope. I really would not do that. That's I don't I mean look, I guess you can never say never but listen, guys, <laughs> I I know myself pretty well. I do not think that that is a thing that I would do. I do not think that's a thing that I could uh wrap my brain around, let alone <laughs> do it. Uh It is wow. a testament. Okay. It is a testament. So is it, are those the only other famous people? Is she famous herself? Does she create anything? Does she do anything? She's a social media influencer. You know, she, she's she got a strong following there, of course. Ah, and yeah. being the daughter of, yeah. of Steve Harvey, of course, you know, people want to know. Work. Influencers, influencers have to, like, come up with shit like, work. to create. And, you know, it's a different type of, of work, but it's, it's still easy. a thing. Like, right. It is not easy. It's no, no. So anyway. You're trying to get fucking followers, guys? hard (laughs) we've been trying to build this shit for years it's not easy (laughs) right we've been begging people to send us things to review on the show here we sit thingless what the heck we have gotten some things that's true i can't say that yeah but but not enough things we want more things is what we're trying to say (laughs) please send us things so she not severed head has no not the severed heads um no and we are thankful for the things uh you know uh the ladies at, at CAP uh, have sent us several things. So we've gotten some wonderful cross-stitch yeah. items. Also, also been sent some things from DC Comics from, you know, we, we've got, we've definitely gotten things. Yeah. We're just being little <laughs> bitches going, give us more. <laughs> I want to take a, spe- I want to take a moment and I was debating whether or not I was going to say this on the show because it was so special. It was so special and it's, it's completely putting the brakes on what we're talking about, but we'll pick it back up. Um, the, the ladies at okay. Semi-Irregular, Lucy and Denise, they, they came in this snowmageddon to deliver a Valentine's Day gift to D&I, and it was just full of wonderful goodies, and we're still enjoying them. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And nice, just wonderful stationery, nice little note. wholesome wonderfulness. Wholesome oh, stuff. I love you know? it. And I know, they, I know they totally did it because they love D so much, and I was just you know, kind of a side effect because I was around, but it's all right. I understand. I get it. I totally Have you it. met D? It, yeah, yeah, I get I, it. There you go. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes sense. It yeah. adds up. She is the most likable of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. That is true. All right, so Back the the unofficial Harvey. third host of this podcast and the most lovable <laughs> is D. And then Bemo. Yes. And then, like, you and I are way down at the bottom. Yeah, like, yeah, but we're tied for last. You know. <laughs> tied for last, yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, so Lori Harvey, people of note that she's dated. Yeah. She's dated the rapper Future. Yes. She's dated uh, Abu mm-hmm. Thiam, whose brother is musician Akon, also a rapper. Oh, shit. She's dated Sean P. Diddy Combs, as I mentioned. She's dated Justin Combs, the son. She dated Trey Songs. Lewis Holy Hamilton. Shit. He was an F1 champion. <laughs> Yeah, so the list goes on and on. But yeah, she's she's a very popular young lady and you know there's there's something about her. She's getting She's these, young, she's single, she can do what she wants to do. She's ready to mingle. These beautiful men are attracted to her. And I understand. I get it. I totally get it. But right now, full concentration is on the one and only Michael B. Jordan. So Michael B. Jordan understanding that he has been blessed with this opportunity is making the most of it. So for Valentine's Day he decided to rent out an aquarium to have dinner with her. Yeah. Now, I, I th- she must be like obsessed with turtles or whatever, based yes. on the, the video that I saw. Like she's a, she's a turtle queen yes. or whatever. Yes. I don't know. Like she's just like, damn, I love these sea turtles. So they were surrounded. By have you seen them? They blow bubbles. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they were surrounded by turtles. They, she got like a, a stuffed turtle from him. She got a, a turtle bracelet that was just adorned in, in gemstones and all that sort of thing, which probably cost more than I make in a year. And yeah. also, I as, could not afford a single flower from, <laughs> from this. <laughs> and and she's got this aquarium, and I'm like, damn, I want to win the lottery, <laughs> and like simp on this level this is this is another level of simping that i i aspire to you know what even ever since he did those uh that that 21 questions about michael b jordan with vanity fair you can tell that he's a gentleman he's always uh just kind of had that vibe where he's he seems like a good dude and he really went all out you know to to show that he is in love with with this young lady with Lori harvey and um the the only misstep Which about this scenario and beautiful and i'm very happy for both of them <laughs> like regardless of the jokes that we make i yes. am very happy for both of them yeah yeah B- the, i'm a bitter bitch but for <laughs> different reasons the only misstep with this whole scenario is the fact that they had seafood at the aquarium and so you got the fish swimming around watching you eat that okay yes i was so glad oh. that you caught that because that was unbelievably fucked up. When she showed that menu when they were like seared ahi tuna or whatever, I'm like, bitch, you are making them watch you eat no. their children. What is wrong? What is wrong with you? Did you have turtle soup? What the fuck? Shout out to turtle soup. So yeah, like, it's what? just yeah. Turtle soup. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody oh, rent out yeah. an aquarium like that since Last of Us 2. Secondly, fuck. You know, the standard is so high for for everybody from this point Look, on. Look, it's a safe, a safe endeavor. <laughs> they rented out an empty aquarium, you that's, know? That's true. No one is around. That except is for the true. Turtles, little bubbles what? going, why you eat my baby? Why you eating my brother, man? No. Floyd. No. Um. So yeah. No, that's good. Social distancing, except for you know when the banging started. But aside from that, um, yeah. And then the cherry on top of everything. Like, he had all of those candles lit. That was a fire hazard if I ever saw one. So they were. And then like the bubble bath was already drawn and thing. Who drew that? 
did all of this? How many people were involved in this? Is this a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory situation? Are there no, Oompa Loompas just geez. running around doing Michael B. Jordan's like bidding? He's got a happy I'm Hogan. I'm disturbed by this. He's got a happy Hogan somewhere. He's he's Iron Man, and he's got he happy. To, yeah. <laughs> he has to have some. He, his assistant has to be going motherfucker, <laughs> lighting all of these candles. Going, I don't get paid enough for right. this. <laughs> So, yeah, all that, but the cherry on top, and this is, this sounds like yeah. so decadent already, he also bought her shares in Hermes. This was the thing, buying her stocks yeah. felt a little sex worker adjacent. Not to shame sex workers in any way, because you're doing work, and you deserve to get paid. Yes. But if someone that I was fucking bought me stocks... In, and apparently they're really good. So I don't know enough about stocks or whatever. It's so like we've, we've discussed this. If someone I was fucking, I'm like, you've been inside of me and now you're buying me stocks. Look, there's what? there's I. OK, Why? respectfully, I disagree. <laughs> if somebody do you leave them on the the beds, what do you do with that? <laughs> That's a completely that is, different scenario. So there's something so gross about this. I'm sorry. Listen. I liked everything else except for the eating the fish in front of the fish, which I think is super fucked up. Yes. There is some there's another level of why did you buy why did you buy your girl stocks? Okay. Buy her a fucking ring and then buy stocks for yourself if that you're that into it. So I'm I've disturbed got, by this. I've got a little bit of a different take on it, but I, I agree that that okay, wouldn't yeah, have been no, my move. It. I've got a little bit of a different take on it. My thought was, you know, uh, <laughs> also just real quick, yeah. this made it seem fake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you that, that, that too. Like that just seemed like overkill, but also it didn't really yeah. seem like a, a, you know, a sex worker thing. It seemed like leaving cat cab fare on nightstand sort of thing like yeah you know <laughs> yeah but my Is that thing not a sex worker thing <laughs> like i know we're in the 21st century and sex workers you know probably get venmoed or something i don't know but uh i've i've never hired a sex worker i don't i don't know but i assume that <laughs> <laughs> we're going into dangerous territory moving on <laughs> dating is an interesting dance. What, what? like i'll say this there's yeah. there's been many times that i've seen memes and tweets about you know, women who are, are, are dating guys that humbly request that they drop some cash in the old cash app to get their nails done. That sort of thing as a special treat, you know, um, or, hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to cash at my man forty dollars to go get a haircut. You know, some something like that. You know, I, I kind of see it along the same lines as that. But when you have a woman in your life who is the daughter of of an internationally you, wait, loved... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I'm sorry. You think that that giving your girl, like, like giving her Venmo for, like, so she can go to the spa for the day mm -hmm. is the same as giving her stocks on Valentine's Day? For Michael B. Jordan, yes. Because that's front pocket money right there. Hermes is currently wild. trading at $111 <laughs> a share. They didn't say how many shares he got for, oh. but it's an expensive stock. So, 
you know, these spa days can run up too. You never know, man. You know, if you give them a massage package. That felt, that felt like fake. That felt like they were doing an ad for something <laughs> or whatever. Like, or that they're, they're, for her, like she's paying him. Yeah. Because she's an influencer and wanting to get more clout. Well, yeah. Okay. So that, if, we're, that if we're, if we're going down that thought train, if we're going, and that's, that's a believable idea too. Not just because of who they are, but because we've seen things like this in the past. I, re- I, I just, I just really want to state that I have no qualms with this woman. Oh, no. I am not trying to disrespect her her job or anything like that. I don't care. Like, I, I, I literally don't care. I just find the, this particular Valentine's Day post to be insane. Like, it, it was the extra things. Like, it wasn't just that he got her the aquarium. That's so cute. The aquarium and then, like, the little bracelet and the, the stuffed turtle like, if it would have just been that, and then maybe they showed, like, the flowers, the hotel or whatever. Like, it was the showing off all of it and so much. And it was it was just, why are you going through the Look, menu? Maybe. And, like, I just, it, it was gross. Maybe he, maybe she wasn't impressed yet. And on, on the, uh, I was going to say cab ride, on the limo ride home or back to the hotel or whatever, mm-hmm. he got on Robin Hood and bought a few stocks, you know, a few shares of Hermes at that point like ah, ha, ha. yeah there you go look see mm-hmm. yep hey that's for you smooth and there was a part of that video <laughs> where he was like he was like hey like whatever <laughs> like kind of showing off things or it was just like what <laughs> what are you doing this for first of all a lot of people are going through really difficult times right now. Yeah. This feels very fucked. <laughs> well, that I'm, I'm not um, too I'm not too hung up on that. But he's always come off as like an awkward guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's always come off as like. Was just he so a, nerdy when he was young? Was he like a nerdy kid? Oh yeah, like remember around the time they were advertising Black Panther, he was saying like how much he was in the anime and stuff like that. Like. Yeah. There was even rumor. He gives that vibe, which I think adorable i think it's very cute like the vest that he had on in black panther at the beginning they were saying it was reminiscent of vegeta from dragon ball z and then that was one of the things that he requested you know (laughs) i love that that's cute (laughs) yeah Yeah. i like that he's a little i like the idea that he's just this this nerdy guy Mm -hmm. that is with now with like his dream girl and is just like I've got the money, like, I've got, you know, I'm good looking that, like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I've grown into my looks, like, I'm I'm super good looking, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the best Valentine's Day ever. Right. I do like that idea, and I do like the idea of her being like, yeah, this is, like, amazing, no one's ever done anything this elaborate, I want to share it, <laughs> but I'm just, there's the little things that make it feel like an ad or make it feel fake and it's the fucking stocks and it's like <laughs> yeah like everything up until so there was like everything until then was endearing it's like oh it was cute. excessive up until that point yeah what like but when they got those stocks i'm like are you fucking kidding me right now this is a prank right <laughs> this is a prank a very expensive prank yeah but you know they do Wild. offer they offer like single share like stock for people to buy as presents on occasion they advertise it all the time on like cnbc and that sort of thing it's like oh you can buy one share of disney and have it framed for your child I, and that sort of thing. i have no 
Yeah, I have no, like, no, I don't even have issue with him buying her stock necessarily outside of it. I, I Just, do think that's a, an odd gift. Yeah. That's not something I would ever think to give someone. That's like an anniversary present. Nor would present. I ever... Like, if anything. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. No, it's it just, or it seems like something you buy together, like just like normal investments as a couple. I, It's just wild to yeah. me. Like, there's something about giving someone stocks on Valentine's Day <laughs> that just feels weird. Yeah, it does feel a little insincere, but like... Maybe I'm the only, maybe, like, everyone, everyone seems to be like, this is goals, this is what I want, like, you know. People just need and money. I'm like, That's all it is. I would <laughs> like, feel look. nauseous eating that fish oh. in front of those other fish. Oh, God. Oh. There's something so wrong about that. Like, do, would you go to a freaking farm and eat a hamburger in front of old Bessie? <laughs> Just walking around like, no, this feels fucked up, man. Right. There's at least a part of you that's like, all right, I'm not enjoying this as much as I would be if I was just sitting in like a restaurant, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that's what's yeah. going on Maybe with Michael just B. Make Jordan. This the turf. No surf with this particular meal. Come yeah. on, man. Come Michael on. Michael B. Jordan is is living his life with Lori Harvey. So, you know, more on this as it progresses. They're both very happy. That's that's great. That is great. I, that is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm like good for you. But they, like Yeah. The stock part, I would have I wouldn't have shared that. Right. At the very least, that's okay. the thing I would have shared. That 100% we agree upon on that. Like, yeah, you keep that to yourself. Like, how did it even come out? Like, who's telling this detail besides her or him? It's just so weird. It is weird to brag about. No, they showed a picture of it. Oh, that's stock. right. Okay. No, still, it's very strange. Like I, right, right, because she show she was showing everything, every step of this. She was showing in her, I believe, it was Instagram stories. So I watched someone recorded a video of it, and like at the end of it, she showed the stocks. Mm. Like it was like a golden paper or whatever. Lord, like it was Willy Wonka once again. Willy Wonka, <laughs> fucking golden ticket up in here. There's some people that like to brag about their money. What if this money. is all just an elaborate, they are doing a new Willy Wonka? Yes. And Michael B. Jordan is going to be Willy Wonka. Michael B. Jordan. I'd watch it. As Willy Wonka. Hell yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. You know? And you know people will be pissed off because, of, oh, Willy Wonka's a white man. I don't understand why they're race switching again. Yeah, that's the problem you have <laughs> with the problematic nature of Willy Wonka. <laughs> Oh no, Willy Wonka is black now. That's the issue with this movie where children disappear. Good lord. It would be a distinct switch. Like we've discussed previously with Willy Wonka, there was only one black man in that whole movie who was on the cover of a magazine on a newsstand. That was it. So you make Willy yes. Wonka black. Yes, and also factor in that Willy Wonka could not get away with any of that stuff if he was a black man. Hell Unfortunately, no. Willy Wonka is the definition of white privilege. Right. <laughs> yeah he's a definition of that and and bad OSHA regulations because i mean you know people died in that fucking yes. factory and they still kept making chocolate so anyway they did everyone was so excited about this factory and the chocolate that they were look i know we have gone into great detail about willy wonka but i will never get over how fucking disturbing that movie is everybody was complicit it in is that. scary from jump from everyone. the time that boy fell in the chocolate vat and they just kept on rolling after that everybody in that movie was a villain i don't care who they were 
That was it. Maybe not Charlie's yeah. mom. That's that's the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was she was a wholesome soul. Right. But everyone else was trash. Charlie yep. was fine. Yep. Everyone else was trash. And I know this is gaining this is Give gaining a child traction. Factory. What, you, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's what? grooming. Oh yeah, you know exactly. That's grooming. <laughs> That's grooming. Oh my god. You know what I wanted my whole life was a factory. You know, yes, I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it looked like so I much want a fun. Factory. As soon as the tour ended. I want to participate in the industrial revolution, please. <laughs> That is my childhood dream. Charlie is I now... want to enslave little people who have done nothing wrong, no. but who have participated in these horrible reindeer games. Yes. Who think that this is the best life they can get, is is working their entire lives for this chocolatier. So, basically, you give... Not only do you give him Did this factory... He imported them from like an island or something. I bet he, he right? rescued them. Didn't he do that? The story was is that, that he, in the in the remake where they, they ate it. Ugh. Yeah, he yeah. rescued them from some beast and they they pledged fealty to him forever. It's still indentured servitude and that's not good, but whatever. I was gonna say like they're pledging fealty to you. That doesn't that doesn't mean you keep them, bud. Right. You say, hey, guess what? You your debt has been paid. Go. Right. Go be free. Maybe I saved you. Go live your life. You're good. We're we're all settled up. You guys are cool. Right. I don't care how much they you dance around. Nothing. If they're not making a living wage, then you're not doing the right. You're not doing right by these Oompa Loompas. Okay. So disturbing. Yeah, disturbing. I'll tell I you what's not disturbing. Oh, right. Never mind. But yeah, I don't even know. But what's not disturbing is the fact that a comic project that I've wanted to happen for so long is finally seeing the light of day. I'm excited to share this. Ah, uh, yes. Batman 89. I do not know about this. Why did I act like... I, I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> this thing I've also been looking forward to. I have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. So in, in years past, DC has put out a series based on Batman and Wonder Woman that were basically continuations of the live-action series. They did a series called Batman 66, and I, I want to say Wonder Woman 77, or I could be getting the, the year wrong. Yes. But they have also done Smallville. They've done a, multiple seasons, quote unquote, seasons of Smallville in comics. Right. However, the Batman 66 one was particularly right. special because for the longest time, the um, the designs, the likenesses, the iconography from the Batman 1966 series were off limits to Warner Brothers. The 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 uh, the copyright was held by why? someone else at a, for a very long time. Weird. So they finally got the rights huh. back. That's why they released that big like full you know remastered box set a few years back when they finally got the rights back. But one of the other things they did was they put out this comic series and it caught on uh, because you got not only to see uh, Burt Ward uh, and Adam West. I don't know why I mentioned Burt Ward first, but you get to see them uh, as Batman and Robin again with that because same aesthetic. Because you're a Burt Ward stan. That's clearly. right, I am. I clearly, sent, we I all know <laughs> you stan Burt Ward. It's the short shorts, boy, I tell They you. stan again, bud. Stan. <laughs> That's what you stan him. So what was great about the book was it was completely on theme for that show, and they introduced new characters into the mythos uh, that hadn't been part of the original show. So you got to see their take on Bane, their take on Two-Face, etc. So now, apparently, something similar has happened with the 1989 Tim Burton Batman film. 
Ah, they had a theme here. Tim Burton today. So yeah, the 1989 Batman film is going to get a series at DC along with the Superman 1978 uh, movie. Uh, you know, the Richard Donner classic starring, uh, you know, Christopher Reeve. Yes, Christopher Reeve. The yeah. coffee's running out. So, yeah, we're going to get to see those stories okay. take place. Of course, I'm excited about Batman, and I'll get to that in a second. But the Superman book, I'm excited for, too. And I don't get to say that very often. But in this case, the sky is the limit, pun fully intended, because we didn't get many traditional Superman villains in those movies, aside from Lex Luthor. So we're going to get to see Parasite. We're going to get to see Livewire. We're going to get to see Doomsday. All in that same like scope of the Richard Donner Superman films. And I can't wait to see how they pull this off. I mean, I'm excited for that as well. Yeah. I'm more excited for the uh, the Superman, obviously. I mean, I'm just... We, we've talked about this. I'm That's a huge fan of superman yeah it is my jam i'm 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 excited so uh just seeing that that image of you know christopher reeve back in the uh the comic book world well in the comic book world for the first time in this sense Mm -hmm. is is really cool yeah it's exciting so um folks uh you know in the in in comments about this we're quick to point out that uh there was a run of superman written by Jeff Johns and illustrated by Gary Frank, which uh, kind of had the same vibe as the Donner Superman movies. They even bought on Richard Donner at one point uh, to write some issues of the book, uh, you know, to co-write with Jeff Johns. Um, so it it is that was slightly it, but this is straight up like the logo, everything is spot on for those Superman films. So they're going to be mm-hmm. pulling from that world. Now, the Batman 89 stuff. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this. Michael Keaton. <laughs> apparently, Did you ever get that Lego set? I oh, really the, feel uh, like you deserved that Lego set. The Batmobile? Yes. Yes. I haven't put it together yet. That's You did. Okay, good. That's for a really okay. down day. I'm gonna I take... feel like in honor <laughs> in honor of this though, you should put that set together. You've had that for a while. That's I think a great you should idea. do that. That is a great idea. Um so yeah, there's they people should. have been I think pulling... you should and I think you should put pictures on our Lex and that. Also a great idea, and I will do that. Yeah. But people are hyped about the Bat- the Batman 89 series because folks have been asking for this ever since Batman 65 or 66 was a thing. Um, specifically yeah. because they want to see characters come to fruition, like I mentioned with Superman, that were rumored to be in the Batman movies or were straight up teased in the Batman movies. Like many folks may not remember that Billy D. Williams played Harvey Dent in the first Batman film. We never got to see him become Two-Face. Oh, I forgot about that. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Because by the time <laughs> yeah. the third one I rolled around, that. it was Schumacher land, and we got Tommy Lee Jones doing a Joker impression as Two-Face for some reason. Um, I'm sorry yeah, if that's that anybody's weird. favorite, but yeah, that you got to admit that was a weird take on Two-Face. Oh, I loved those movies as a kid because I was a child. Yeah. Like, those movies are fun as hell. When you're a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I love, I still love uh, Jim Carrey's joke, or rather Riddler to this day. Like, I think that was hilarious. I thought he did a great job, but yeah, I couldn't give yeah. it Tommy Lee Jones. As, uh, as let's talk about how good Uma Thurman was. Whew. She did a great Whew. job. That a movie sucked. Job. But Uma Thurman <laughs> ruled. 
So what she was I'm, the true hero. What yeah, she was, yes. And you know, of course, you know, shout out to Holly Berry in uh which one was she in? Was she in the third one? She must have been in the third one. What are you one. talking about? She she wasn't in those movies. Not she was, Holly did Berry. a spin-off. I'm thinking of Drew Barrymore. I told you the coffee's gone. Drew Barrymore was in the third one. No, she was in Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. She was. She yeah. was in the yeah, cuz she uh, for a second I was wondering who she was. She was the assistant to she, Jim Carrey. She was a henchwoman right? for for Two-Face, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of I believe these are only going to be pulling from the Tim Burton material, the, jo- the Joel Schumacher stuff's off the table. Um, but seeing the teaser art for it, which is what I shared with you earlier, it looks amazing. Because not only have they bought in the likeness of like Michael Keaton, but they've aged him up a little bit. They've given him like more of a square jaw that we're used to, like from the animated series. You know, like he looks like a seasoned yeah, Batman. I-, I did like all of the artwork that I saw. Yeah. For both of them. It looks really cool. And of course, one of the great things about the 89 film is how closely uh, Prince was tied to it with the soundtrack and the videos that he put out for it. Um, even the purple that uh, that Joker wore seemed like an homage to Prince. Um, yeah, he's apparently there. There's some artwork in there that makes it look like he's going to be uh, leading the Joker's gang now that, you know, the Joker died at the end of the uh, Batman 89. So. Wow, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were man. a little bit like, wait, what? <laughs> right, no, that that got me yeah. as a kid, too, because I'm watching it, I'm like, all right, he's going to be back for the sequel. Oh, no, no, he's... Huh. Huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes. it seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Tim Burton's like, I'm done with this, let's go, moving on. So, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to those books. That that should be interesting. I haven't looked forward to a comic like this in a while, so it should be interesting to see, uh, you know, what they do. Yeah, I can't say that I've really looked forward to a comic for a while either, other than that Saga news, you know, of, of Saga returning. That's about the only comic that I've been really keeping up with. Mm-hmm. So, this is cool. Yeah, yep. it's nice news. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, I think it's about that time, bud. All the weird... Yes, so this is kind of a wall of weird story. Um, I mostly added it because I was like, wait, what? Mm. <laughs> uh, it, it's not a normal, regu- like, it's not a normal obscure wall of weird story. So basically, <clears throat> this is from NBC News. They're saying that the U.S. still hasn't ruled out that a lab accident is the origin for COVID. Mm. So... They don't have, they're not saying that there's evidence that, um, it says, despite finding um, uh, by the World Health Organization that COVID-19 outbreak in China most likely infected humans through an animal host, the United States is not ruling out the possibility of a laboratory accident. As officials continue to sort through intelligence about the Chinese government's initial handling of the outbreak. Mm. Um, so this is fascinating to me. So they're they're saying that they're gonna um, continue to rigorously rigorously examine emerging information and intelligence to determine whether the outbreak began through contact with infected animals, or if it was an outbreak in Wuhan, which is where you know the first lockdowns happened, everything like that. Right. 
Um, U.S. officials have not made uh, public any evidence pointing uh, to a lab accident, and most scientists who have studied the matter said that the scenario is unlikely. But the Biden administration officials have faulted China in recent days for what they have uh, termed a lack of transparency around the origins of the virus. Hmm. And they've criticized how the World Health Organization last week presented the initial findings um, of a visit to Wuhan where the virus was believed to have emerged. So what's interesting about this to me, and there's more more to this, but one thing, one thing that I want to note that's interesting about this to me is, okay, let's say it did originate from this, which we have no evidence to say that, but let's say that is the scenario. What what difference does it make at this point? Right. I don't really understand. I don't understand what would change. Right. Other than you, I mean, other than saying you have to be more transparent to China. I don't know. Maybe doing some sanctions to try to enforce transparency and on the world stage, but I don't. I, I don't know what difference this would make. And if it did happen, like, there's no, even if there was evidence saying that this happened, there's zero evidence saying that it was intentional in any way. So, like, if it did happen, it was an accident. Either way, it's beyond your control. Like, I guess the only thing that you could do would would be to try from the world health organization if this was the scenario to try to enforce stricter um safety measures yeah going forward in like lab situations but i i, I don't know it was a um it was a natural yeah, thing to happen with with this scenario but one of the worst things to come about uh from this virus you know it, it's it's not the worst outcome but one of the things that came about that, that really does bother me is the fact that it got so politicized. You know, the, just the fact that it was just like Absolutely. us versus them. And it's still just Americans versus Americans deciding who's to blame ab about what we're going through right now instead of trying to get to the bottom of the situation. Right. And, I, and, and I find the criticism that the Biden administration is giving to the lack of transparency transparency to be important but I also think that they need to tread more carefully because of the racism that we are seeing yes. against Asian Americans. So I, I I feel like this is, you know, that was another reason why I wanted to share this as well, because we're seeing hate crimes on the rise against Asian Americans. Yes, that's, that's important. That's, you know, you need to be cognizant of this issue that Americans are facing right now, and you need to be very fucking careful with how you present this. Just because you are a Democratic administration does not mean you are free of racism right. and pulling this kind of bullshit. We hold them to a higher standard. But if we can take a moment just to kind of focus on that for a second here, I know that uh, before the pandemic, you know, we heard a lot about uh, anti-Asian American sentiment being put out by a lot of people, including the uh, the current uh, the, the guy who was president at the time. Um, but yeah. basically, that hasn't stopped. In fact, it's gotten worse in a lot of ways. There have been attacks on Asian American uh, people all across the country. Uh, in California, I know that there have been uh, many, many uh, Asian American uh, actors and actresses who have come out and said, look, we're offering rewards to find out 
what happened to this man, to this woman, you know, uh, what's going on here. This is just not, this is not cool. Yeah. This is just not the way that we should behave towards American citizens or anybody for that matter. You know, these aren't the people responsible for what's going on. These are people just like you and me who are caught off guard by it in America, who are, who are suffering along. Yeah, and it's harming their lives. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's harming all of our lives. And there was no malice involved in this. No, situation. no, no. That's what I meant. Like as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, what I'm getting at is the fact that, like, yeah, this didn't go away. We didn't hear a lot about it, you know, especially with, you know, the Sisboomba, America Strong, all that stuff going on over the past few months. And, of right. course, much more serious issues that we've been dealing with over the past year as well. Uh, you know, I don't want to say more serious, but equally serious, deserving of attention that can distract from what's going on. Asian Americans are still facing that type of scrutiny and it's got to be stopped. Yes, 100%. And as a leader, you have to, you know, be very responsible with how you handle the situation. Right. Um, I do want to point out a little bit more um, about this article. Just so, because I want to be clear that they're not saying that there's evidence, but there are things that are suspicious. Mm -hmm. that, that they are, this is why this theory exists. So it, it's not... Um, it's not a completely out there theory. Um, it is not as likely, which is why scientists have said they, they think that it has come from um, animal bat, specifically a bat to human transition uh, transmission. And then, you know, spreads and mutates and everything like that and becomes COVID. Yeah. Um, they say, so this is um, intelligence officials and everything like that saying that uh, they're saying scientists say this is an unlikely scenario. Because animal-to-human transmission of viruses is common, and, a and lab accidents are actually rare. But the thing about Wuhan is that um, they have the Wuhan Institute of Vi Virology. Mm -hmm. um, and it says that intelligence officials counter that, the, um, that one key lab, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, removed from the public view a database of 22,000 virus samples for security reasons and has not allowed a detailed look at the lab notes or any other records. They say that it's suspicious that a virus outbreak arose in Wuhan, a hub of a virus research, a hub of virus research in China, while the bats that commonly carry coronaviruses are typically found in caves thousands of miles from the city. Hmm. So they note that the scientists have also not found a host animal that could have transferred the virus to humans after a year of looking. Interesting. So they're basically saying you should disclose all of this. It, it, literally in here it's saying you should provide all of these things in public. It should be public record, which is how science should work anyway. Like we should be, you know... There should be a lot more transparency in science, and this is suspicious. Um, but that has nothing to do with Chinese citizens. Like, this is, in the worst-case scenario, that this happened and the Chinese government um, covered it up or, or is trying to cover it up, whatever. Right. That is the government. That's that is right. not the people. The, that is the definitely same, not Asian people. In the same vein. You have vein. to make the distinction right. between them. 
absolutely. And in the same vein, we hope that, you know, other countries don't hold it against you and I uh, over what our administration has been yeah. doing for the past several years or ever. Yeah. You know, we want to be treated like people yeah. and not Americans when we go to other countries, you know, even though, yeah, a lot of us do kind of show our ass. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fucked up, man. Like I've heard a lot of things about this, even on uh thank goodness, um John Oliver's back, by the way. Uh he was talking about oh, I haven't it watched. a little bit more. And I, I you know, he was talking about deforestation and how that comes into play uh with everything yeah. being considered as well. He was talking about Right, because uh, it's shifting the, the habitats of the animals, yeah. Exactly. Moving was, them in maybe in our territory. Right. And he pointed out specifically Lyme disease because he was saying, like, yes, there are many predators for uh, white footed mice. However, when deforestation happens to put up, you know, condos and suburbs and that sort of thing, they're usually Mm -hmm. the last to go while all their natural predators are moved out or killed off or trapped or whatever. Right. Um, You know, that's how Lyme disease gets spread so easily in those uh, in those communities. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this is something that we're going to be dealing with for a long time to come. Um, and and once again, this is like we were talking about in the beginning. We might never know right. the answers to this. And like you but said, it is that that piece of it fascinates me that that there is a institute that studies viruses um, that they haven't found the host animal. Like like this is just it's very weird. It's yeah. a very weird situation. Um, but if it is. If this does turn out to be true, it turns out to be the case. Once again, um, it is the fault of the government right. and the people running the government. It has right. nothing to do with the the origin, nation, or the race of the people, or anything like that. Like that's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like fight that. We have to fight that. Just like we have to fight, you know, um, uh, racism against you know uh, black Americans. Uh, like all of this is is systemic racism. That's that's fucked. Like. That we have to combat. Um, but, you know, this acknowledging the racial issue that is happening in our country and in the world against Asian Americans and, and Asian people in general, while also going, this story is very weird. Like, yeah, you know, and I do want to make I have it... the caveat, but I also wanted to share this story because I thought it was strange. No, thank you for doing that. And I, I want to make it yep. plain too, like Biden said, you know, uh, recently that he, he went on record to say this is unacceptable, this is an American, and he's asked the Department of Justice to strengthen his partnership with the Asian American yes. Pacific Islander community to prevent these mm-hmm. hate crimes. So, you know, I, I appreciate that he's backing up his campaign promises with action. He's he's agreed. At the very least, moving in the direction that we want to see. I know there's gonna be a lot of pushback, there's gonna be a lot of conversation, yeah. a lot of you know, conspiracy theorism about it and whatnot, but doing this, um, pledging to reunite families that have been separated at the Mexican American border, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm proud that this is the, these are the steps being taken right now. So let's hope this continues. Yeah. And it sucks that like, it sucks that you can't have a question. Um, and, 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 you know, a lot of this is because of the last administration, but you, you can't have these questions or this, you know, like this article talking about without people jumping to racial conclusions right. and racial like bias and everything like that. And and 
fucking it all up where it's like, no, 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 we should just be seeking the knowledge of this situation. Right. And trying to have some transparency and accountability, whatever that may look like. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't know if it would be fines or I, I, I don't know. I, I have no no clue what would be involved in something like that. But, you know, the more you know about why something happened, the origin of it, maybe the better you can treat it, the better you can take care of it and where you can contain it. That's been the criticism of from the start Yeah. of like, why weren't you being as transparent about this as you should have been? Because it's spreading everywhere. Um, but, you know. Uh, I, I do think that the Biden administration is aware of that and trying to navigate this in the, the the most healthy way possible to not, you know, throw gasoline on the fire, mm-hmm. so to speak. But it's a difficult thing to bring up to, you know, not have that happen, unfortunately, especially with people who are prone to racial... Uh, stereotyping bias. and bias yeah well yeah seeking we're all prone to we're we're all like susceptible to that we know that like that's a cultural thing unfortunately yep we're all susceptible to it but people who are actively looking for it <laughs> and uh it's all part of being self-aware like you know i mean that's i i, I respect yeah. people that admit that they have certain blind spots they need to work on versus someone who's like, oh, you know, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I'm perfect. You know, I, I love, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a racist bone in my body. My best friend is black. We've established this. We like, I can't, like it's not possible. <laughs> it's not, you know, we, um, it, it's funny. Like I saw something earlier that completely, completely hit the nail on the head when people are trying to prove, they're not racist, you know. It's like, yeah, I respect everybody. Black, white, purple, yellow, green, you know. Purple. Makeup colors. It's always purple. It's always purple. Polka dot, you know, that gets in there sometimes, too. You know, what the fuck? Like, yeah. way to belittle everybody. Good job. Um. Anyway, this is a show. Can we start saying you're a purple man instead of a black man? <laughs> let's just change it up. Let's, let's make you magenta. <laughs> I don't want to be I don't want to be associated with the grimace. <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yes. I get it. <laughs> Nothing can stop the grimace. And on that note, folks, we're done for the week. Hey, follow us on the social medias, why don't you? We're at Lex and Matt all across the board. We got a great Patreon, which believe me, you're gonna to want to be a part of this. Get yourself a mug. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some stickers on that Patreon. Support subscribe to us on itunes give us that rating whatever that rating may be we read them all we appreciate them all and of course yeah if it's not a five star then maybe don't fucking do it (laughs) but you know whatever (laughs) so yes make sure to subscribe smash that like button whatever i don't know one of those things anyway thank you (laughs) yeah that that is a way that you can help us um if you can't support our patreon we totally understand things are really difficult right now um but one thing you can do that is completely free is you can follow us on social media at lex and matt and you can share us with your friends if you're enjoying this podcast tell your friend about it say dude lady sir friend comrade i'm trying to think of gender neutral things 
I'm sorry I gendered that so much. That's all right. Let's go with Adventurer, because that one is gender neutral. That's true. Uh, You know, say, hey, you know what? You should become an adventurer. That's what you got to do, guys. So, yeah, share us on your social media. Um, That always helps us. Follow us. All those things. That's true. That's That's the way you can help. That's true with any podcast you love, smaller podcasts. It helps all of us out. Word. So, do that. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs>